So it's very likely that I'm going to say chapter 9 and 10 together, being that chapter 9 is long and chapter 10 is very short. So we're trying to make it all in one encompassing. Chapter 9. Then in the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, on its 13th day, when the king's command and edict were about to be enforced, on the day that the enemies of the Jews expected to prevail over them, and it was turned about, the Jews prevailed over their ad- ad- adversaries. The Jews organized themselves in their cities and all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus to send forth their hand against those who sought their hurt. And no man could stand before them, for fear of them had fallen upon all the peoples. And all the officials of the provinces, the satraps and the governors and those that conduct the king's affairs, exalted the Jews for the fear of Mordechai had fallen upon them. For Mordechai was now preeminent in the royal palace. And his fame was spreading throughout all the provinces, for the man Mordechai grew increasingly greater, and the Jews struck at all their enemies with the stroke of the sword, slaughtering and annihilating. They treated their enemies as they pleased. So now, this at this point, the person reading the Megillah, known as the Balkora, will read the the end of this pasuk and the ten sons of Haman all in one breath for. The, Mara tells us that they were all killed at the same time. In Shushan, the capital, the Jews slew and annihilated 500 men, and Pashandasa, and Dalphin, and Aspasa, and Pirasa, and Atalia, and Aridasa, and Pamashta, and Arisai, and Aridai, and Vaisasa, the ten sons of Haman, who was the son of Hamdasa, the Jews' enemy, but they did not lay their hands on the spoils. That same day, the number of those killed in Shushan, the capital, was reported to the king. The king said to Queen Esther, In Shushan, the capital, the Jews have slain and annihilated 500 men, as well as the ten sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? What is your request now? It shall be granted you. What is your petition further? It shall be fulfilled. Esther replied, If it pleases the king, that tomorrow also be given to the Jews who are in Shushan to act as they did today, and that Haman's ten sons be hanged on the gallows. The king ordered that this be done. A decree was distributed in, distributed in Shushan, and they hanged Haman's ten sons. The Jews that were in Shushan assembled again on the 14th day of the month of Adar and slew 300 men in Shushan, but they did not lay their hands hand on the spoils. The rest of the Jews that were in the king's provinces assembled and defended themselves again, gaining the relief from their foes, slaying 75,000 other enemies, but they did not slay their, lay their hand on the spoils. On the 13th day of the month of Adar, and they gained relief on its 14th day, and making it a day of feasting and gladness. But the Jews that were in Shushan assembled on both its 13th day and its 14th, and they gained relief on its 15th, making it a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore Jewish villagers who live in unwalled towns Celebrate the fourteenth day of the month of Adar as an association, as an an occasion, excuse me, of gladness, fest, feasting, and festival, and for sending delicacies to one another. So here there are multiple mitzvahs that we see. I'll try and make this short and simple. Um, hopefully we get to further parts, uh, in greater detail. But from this being that was mentioned in this passage, we should say it. From this we see that. There's two days that are celebrated. One day specifically for the Jewish people, for these, excuse me, for the people who live in the cities which are unwalled, 
And one is for the cities who are surrounded by a wall, as well as the city of Shushan, even though it doesn't have a wall, being that that city is the, the day that they were victorious, was the 15th day of the month of Adar. But in every single other location in the world, celebrates Purim on the 14th day of the month of Adar. What happens on the 13th day, being that war actually took place on the 13th day of the month of Adar, they want to tell us, this is known as the Fast of Esther. And we fast, we do not eat, we, we do not drink on that day, for it is a public fast. More details, God willing, to come. Another thing, another mitzvah that we do is we feast. And, right, it says feasting and festival. And we send delicacies to one another. It's a mitzvah to send two food types to one person at the very least. Mordechai recorded these events and sent letters to all the Jews who were in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, the near ones and the distant ones, charging them to observe an annually the 14th day of the month of Adar and its 15th day, as the days on which the Jews gained relief from their enemies in the month which had been turned about for them from one of sorrow to gladness and from mourning to festival, to observe them as days of feasting and gladness and sending delicacies to one another and gifts to the poor. The Jews undertook, here's another mitzvah that we do on Purim, completing all the mitzvahs that that we do on the day of Purim, that is the reading of the Megillah, obviously, the constant remembering the day, uh, which is through the reading of the story of the Megillah, and the giving gifts to the poor. So we have sending delicacies, which is gifts to a friend, two, diff- two types of foods, to another friend, giving gifts to the poor, give two gifts to two different poor people, and feasting and reading the Megillah. The Jews undertook to continue that which they had begun, just as Mordechai had prescribed to them. For Haman, son of, the, of Hamdasa, the Agagite, enemy of the Jews, had plotted to annihilate the Jews and had cast a pro, a poor, that is, the lot. He made, as we mentioned before, he made a, a lottery to see which day the day of Purim will fall onto, to terrify and to annihilate them. But when she appeared before the king, he commanded by means of letters, that Haman's wicked scheme, which he had devised against the Jews, should recoil on his on his own head, and they hanged him and his sons on the gallows. Therefore they called these days Purim, from the word Pur. Therefore, because of all that was written in this letter, and because of that, what they had seen concerning this, and what was happening ha- happened, what has happened to them, the Jews confirmed and undertook upon themselves, and their posterity and upon all who might join them without fail to observe these two days in their prescribed manner and in their proper time each year and these days should be remembered and celebrated by every generation every family every province and every city and these days of Purim should never cease among the jews nor should their their remembrance perish from their descendants then queen esther daughter of abichail wrote along with mordechai the jew with full authority to ratify this second letter of Purim. Dispatches were sent to all the Jews to the 127 provinces of King Ahasuerus with words of peace and truth to establish these days of Purim on their proper dates just as Mordechai the Jew and Queen Esther had enjoyed them and as they had confirmed them themselves and their posterity the matter of the fasts and their lamentations. Esther's ordinance confirmed these regulations for Purim and it was recorded in the book. King Ahasuerus, now chapter 10. King Ahasuerus lived 
a tax on the mainland and islands of the sea, all his mighty and powerful acts, and the account of the greatness of Mordechai, whom the king had promoted, are recorded in the book of Chronicles of the kings of Madai and Persia. For Mordechai the Jew was viceroy to the king, to King Ahasuerus, he was a great man among the Jews, and found favor with the multitude of his brethren. He sought the good of his people, and spoke for the welfare of all his seed. And that completes the story of Purim, the book of Esther.